0: I'm just about Says, Vaidabra Shem El Moisha Viel Aroin, Vaid Saveim El Bene Yisroel, Velparo Melach Mitzroim, Velhoitias Meisol Merit Mitzroim. So there's a Yerushalmi that says, What is the Pshat? Vaid Saveim El Bene Yisroel. And the Yerushalmi says that the Kadesh Borchu told. Moish and Aaron at that point to tell the Yidden about the mitzvah of Shiluah Avodim. That they should remember when they'll be in Eretz Yisrael and they'll have Avodim, there's an Indian after seven years to send the evet away. And the shaila is Klaal Yisrael is in the middle of Shebud. They're slaving away. They're being tortured. Their children are being thrown into the Nile. So now's the time to tell them, listen, one day you'll have Avodim, you'll let them go free. It's like some guy's in a dumpster looking for something to eat. So he's looking, maybe he can find uh, half, an, uh, half an apple, maybe a pizza crust, maybe some leftover saksuka, whatever it is, the guy's looking around, What? who knows what I can find? And somebody comes over to him and says, by the way, if you find anything, remember you got to give meiser. This says, leave me alone, I haven't eaten in three days, I'm looking for a lousy piece of apple and you're telling me I got to give meiser. So with Kalal has been in Mitzrayim, they're there for hundreds of years, they're slaving away and now they have to hear about the mitzvah of Shiluach HaVodim. So maybe we could understand it with a miser. There was a Yid who lived in the town of Kalish. Let's say his name was Rab Herschel. Herschel was a shtickle yutzlach. He wasn't able to make much of a parnosa, but he was an erlich guy. He was a nice person. So people had Rahmanas, and they tried to help him in whatever way they could. So... Uh, one, one kufa started to become an in-thing among some of the businessmen to smuggle across the border. So you would buy products at a cheaper price on one side of the border, you'd sell them on the other side at a major profit, and it was a very, very lucrative business. But you needed some guy to go across the border and uh, sell the merchandise and bring back the profit so this is where Herschel came in so Herschel got the job he would get himself a wagon driver take the merchandise he would go to the city of Lodz and he would sell the merchandise and bring back a major profit and they gave him a certain percentage and he started to see some matzalacha he finally had a few rubles in his pocket things are looking good so one day he's taking a trip He's got his wagon driver, he's riding in the wagon, he's on his way to Lodz, he's got all the merchandise, the wagon driver is And he suddenly hops that this guy is smuggling stuff across the border. So all of a sudden he stops the wagon, he turns around and he says, listen here, I know what you got. I'm taking you straight to the police house, to the police department. So first Herschel thought he was kidding around. And then he says, We're going straight to the police unless you give me a hundred rubles. So Herschel says, A hundred rubles? Are you kidding? You gotta be kidding. I mean, you're a yid. You're an Erl Yid. You're gonna do this to me, you're gonna steal my Parnosa? If if this gets taken away from me, I'll never be trusted again, they'll never give me a job, I'll never have anybody give me any merchandise, and I'll be broke. I have a family, I have children. Guy says, I really have no rahmanas. It's either a hundred rubles or goes straight to the cops. So poor Herschel obrary, has no bravery as to give all his merchandise to this wagon driver. They make their way to Lodge. The wagon driver takes all his stuff. Uh, Herschel thinks to himself, you know, I know there's a rov in lodge by the name of El Yachai Mysels. Big big Talmud Chachum. Also a pikeach." At least let me tell him my Torah. So he goes to Rebel Yechayim and he says, I was in the wagon. That I he took all my money. What am I supposed to do? It's my parnosa. It's my family. They're not going to trust me anymore. So Rebel Yechayim says to him, Stay here and Lodge a couple of days. I'll see what I can do for you. Then he goes to his Gabai. He says to the Gabai, Go to the uh, stand where the wagon drivers are waiting. And he describes to him the wagon that uh, Herschel lost. Uh, he says, bring me that wagon driver. Tell him I need him to take me on a trip. I want to go to Minsk. So he finds the wagon very easily. says to the wagon driver, uh, the rub would like you to take him to Minsk. You think you can take him? Uh, this was a big... Uh, this was exciting, because in the middle of the day, you didn't usually get a, a, a ride. And now he has a, pap, a, a customer who wants to ride to Minsk. That's a big trip. It's a lot of money. And he's excited. No problem. He says, In a few minutes, come to the house of the Rav, and he'll be ready to go. So he pulls up in front of the Rav's house with his horse and buggy. And then the Gabay comes out. He says, oh, you're in The Rav, something came up. It's gonna take a little bit longer. So the Robas, asks, "If he can come into the house and eat lunch over here? He'll serve you lunch. Or his wife will serve you lunch. And then when you're finished eating, he hopes to be finished with his business, and you'll go to Minsk." So, guy's very excited. Not only did he's got a trip to Minsk, but he's also get a free lunch. So he goes into the house, and they serve him a nice meal, and he's eating his lunch. And uh, before uh, before they're ready to go, he goes out to check. In the meantime, Rebel Yechaim told his Gabay, now take this guy's wagon and take it around the block and hide it in my backyard in, in the shed. So he comes outside, and his horse and buggy is missing. And he comes running and screaming to the rav, that somebody stole my horse and buggy. I don't know, this is not mine. I'm renting it. It's going to cost me a fortune. How am I going to make ends meet? The guy's never going to hire me again. I lost my parnasa. I have children to take care of. So Rebbe El-Yichayim says to him, what's the problem? Just take the $100 you took away from Herschel and buy yourself a new horse and buggy. The guy turns white and red and white. And, and he starts stammering and he says "You now you understand when he begged you for his parnasa so you had no way of listening but now when it's your parnasa so all of a sudden you're crying you give him back his money on the spot and then I'll deal with your horse so the guy goes running he brings home all the merchandise he has Herschel come and check that it's all there and then he says, okay, tells the Gaba you can bring the horse back to the front of the house. What do you see? When Kalal Yisro was in Mitzrayim, they would be able to understand what it means to have the pain of being a slave. And that's the time they were given the mitzvah of Shiluach Havod. We have to understand how to feel the sorrow of another yid. How to feel the anguish of another person. If you look in the parsha, it says, Eile roshe beis havoysam, b'nei ru'u b'in b'chor yisrael chanoich ufalu, b'nei shimen yimuel v'yomen v'oyad v'yochin v'zoycha v'sho ben and then it says the Ala Shemois Levi. It doesn't say Ala Shemois Bine Ruven. It doesn't say Ela Shemois Bine Shimon. But Shemois Bine Levi it says. Why? This is another mice. In nineteen seventy-six, the PLO hijacked a plane and took it to a place called Uganda. In Uganda, there was a big fat slob who was the dictator by the name of Idi Amin. And there was a plane load of Yiddin, hundreds of Yiddin that were prisoners in, in, in this airport, in this place called Entebbe. In the Mir yeshiva, they were preparing to say to Tehillim, the base measure was packed Chaim Shmulev is asadiklav Ra was not feeling well that day, but he decided he has to come to say to He started walking up the steps and he burst into tears. He came into the base of Medrash. He came into the base of Medrash, and he sat down by the first seat and he started to cry hysterically. The whole base medrash was now filled with people crying. Then Reb Chaim made his way to the front of the base medrash, kissed the the, or the kodesh, he She turned around. He stood by the bima, and he could barely get the words out. And he said, "Imagine if it was your father. <clears throat> Imagine if it was your mother. If it was your son or your daughter." That's the way you have to say to Tehillim. They said over, anyone who remembers that Maimed in the Mir Yeshiva still gets goosebumps every time they think about it. Eilash Shemois B'nai Levi. Why does it say by B'nai Levi, Eilash Shemois? Because all of Levi's children were named after the Torah of Klaal Yeshua. <clears throat> Gershoin, they're gerim kahos, from hake Ashinov, they're gritting their teeth in tsar Merori, they're forbittered. that's noisib oil somebody who carries somebody else's burden why was Moshe Rabbeinu chosen to take Kalal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim <coughs> says in the Medrash because Moshe Rabenu went out and he lowered his shoulder and he helped the hidden. and he said, "How can I help you?" He felt their pain, he felt their tsar, he felt their anguish, and because he was noiser b'oil, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe the zechus to take Klal Yisrael out of To be nicer oil with another person means to feel the other person's pain, to feel his tsar, to feel his burden. The Gemara tells us that if you visit a choyle, you can take away one-sixtieth of his sickness. Zokdr B'yaruchem, this is not just some vibisha eskula, that you can take away a 60th. It's not a schooler, It's a reality. He says, a person that is sick, there's a Midas Hadin against that person. And the Midas Hadin demands a certain amount of pain and tsar as a payment for whatever it is. Zokram Yerucham, just like if somebody owes $1,000, 10 of his friends can chip in $100 and pay off his chayv, if somebody is sick and people are worried and the people are concerned and they feel his pain, they can take <laughs> away his sickness. Because if you're nice and but oil with somebody, that means you really and truly feel the tsar that they are having. We live here in a yeshiva, it's a small community. And you look around, and we see each other. We see all different types of Bahrain. You have friends, classmates, people in other classes, teachers, many people that somehow make their way into your orbit. (coughs) And you don't realize that some people are suffering That on the surface, it looks like they're just one of the guys. But deep inside, they might be in terrible pain. Sometimes you know it, sometimes you don't. But you have to realize that there are many people carrying a very big burden. And you can help them. You can be a kind of person that's there for somebody else that cares for somebody else. Somebody confided the other day that he suffers tremendously. He cries tears of tremendous frustration. His pillow is soaked with his tears. You know who that person is? That's every single one of us. Who says Tachanun every day because we say in <laughs> Tachanun If a Chazal felt that every one of us has to say this filler every day then to a certain extent every one of us carries a burden and every one of you can be there <laughs> to help a friend carry a burden. Not to criticize everybody. Not to come up with a one-liner to make a person feel silly. Not to put your friend down so you can pick yourself up. Not to make issues when there are no issues. To be there for each other, to make other people feel good. To feel other people's pain. Rabshach would never eat breakfast between the hours of 8 and 8.30. Somebody once came to his house, he said, can I offer the Rosh Hashiva breakfast? He says, no. He says, why doesn't the Rosh Yeshiva eat breakfast? He says, between 8 and 8.30 is the time when there are thousands of Jewish children going to the schools in Eretz Yisrael that are not Tcheridikah schools. I can't eat during yeah. that time. It's too much tsar. And Moiradikamaisa with Rib Aaron Cutler. Rib Aaron would get Shlishi in Lakewood. And after his Aliyah, he would make a Mishaberuch for Choylim. He would just make the Mishaberuch on his own. And all the names that he said, he would just say by heart. Rab Eliemer Vachvegel was once there when Rab Aaron got shlishy. And he counted that Rab Aaron made a Mishaberuch by heart for 83 cholim. How do you memorize the name of 83 cholim? But if you look at every like it's my brother, it's my sister, then you remember the names. If you care enough. So in Kelm the beginning of Elzman, a bunch of Bachr were sitting around, having like a Muservad. Sir so Rabbi, Rabbi Daniel Mashkovitz, who was the Mashki of the, the there, came over. He said, "What are you guys handling?" So they said, we're handling noise So he said to them noise You're already holding there First you have to figure out that there are other people that exist Once you get that into your head you can start worrying about being noise But maybe we have to start and just remind ourselves we're not the only person in the world there are other people out there Cheskal Levenstein says you can start when they say to Hillem to join them. We always notice how when we start Dillon there's a there's a stampede by the door. I'm not sure where you're going. You want to be the first one to bang on the dining room door for five minutes waiting for them to open the door. But we're saying to for Ahenu kol kolbeis yisrael, for real chaylin, some of them are relatives of every one of you. It's a chance to show that you can be nice oil with another person. The Bob of a Rebbe once was by a chasna. And he told the father of the kala. He left right after the chup. He said, I want you to call me up when you come home from the chasna, Even if it's three o'clock in the morning, but I want you to call me. I want to talk to you. Okay, if the rebbe says you call, you call. So three o'clock in the morning, he puts in the call. The gaba answers. He said, the rebbe told me to call. He gets the rebbe. The rebbe comes to the phone. Oh, no, your uncle, Tell me, how was the chasna." Well, and was beautiful. He says, So uh, who played? So, oh, we had the uh, Liftsouris Orchestra. Oh, very nice. Who else? Uh, who sang? Uh, we had the Berkowitz Brothers. Oh, very nice. Givaldik. And so, what was the main course? The main course, you had a choice. You could have uh, saksuka, you could have pizza, you could have tuna fish, or you could have uh, chicken nuggets. Oh, very nice, very original gewaldik, Moiridik, moiradik and so did the Kala make good money they made very good money, they went around and everyone gave them 36 cents, it was a anything else, how was the mitzvotans oh, the Mitzvatans was gewaldik it was moiradik, unbelievable and very nice, and who was there your relatives came in from yeah, I had a brother came in from Palm Springs and a sister came in from Milwaukee and uh, well, Zerchein, Zerchein and he goes on and on and on talking about the chasna. So, okay, finally, he says, okay, I'll go the Nacht. Thanks for calling. The Gabbai turns to the bub of a Rebbe. He says, Rebbe, it's three o'clock in the morning. Do you got to talk to this guy about what they served by his chasna and wake yourself up in the middle of the night? He says, listen, you got to understand. This Yid is an alman. He doesn't have a wife. What happens when a husband and wife make a chasa, they come home after the chasna. it was over, what do they do? They sit around, they drink a glass of tea and they talk about the chasna. they talk about the guests who came and everything they discussed, they rehash the whole chasna. That's what they do at 3 in the morning when they come home, he has nobody to talk to, his wife is not living. I wanted to give him somebody to talk to, to share the chasna with. That's nice to oil. That's caring for another yid. That's something we have to learn how to do. Rav Shach, the Rosh Yeshiva in Panovich, used to give a marvelous she'er. Today we have it in the of the Ezri. It was once a bocher who was dating a girl They may have gone out eight times, ten times, and then the girl dropped him. So he was very depressed. So he was in the dormitory, he didn't come to Seder. He was really very, very broken. So um, his Chabrusa went to Rav Shach and said, I don't know what to do. My Chabrusa is really tzabrochen, he's not coming out for Seder. He's just depressed. So Roshach said, Oh, we have to give him, we have to make him happy, we have to figure out what to do. So Roshach said, Let me think about it. The next day, the Grada showed up for first Seder. So Roshach called over his Chabrusa, and he said, So tell me something, what, the, what did you learn today? So he said, We were looking at this, we're learning this suki over here, and uh, we looked at this Rabbi Kivager. So Roshach said, Oh, okay, good, 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 very good, very good. And so um, Rashach gets up to give shear. In the middle of the shear, he, um, he says, I remember there was a Rabbi Kiva Eger on this Gemara, And I don't know where it is, I, but I just know there's a Rabbi Eger. Does anybody know where it is? and everybody's looking around, nobody knows, Rav Shach doesn't know, how should any of them know where this Rebekiv is? And all of a sudden, from the back of the room, this guy gets up with a chuvist Rebekiv and he makes his way up to the front, the whole place is looking at him, and Rav Shach says, oh, shkoyich, mamish. you knew where it was, unbelievable, and he finishes the shear, and everyone's looking at this guy, wow, where did this genius come from? And Rav Shach Figured the whole thing out just to make this guy feel like a million dollars. He knew that he needed to be picked up. And so he drayed the whole shear <laughs> around the Shirbaki Veger so this Bacher could come from the back with the Chuvah Shirbaki Veger and show it to Rav Shach because he cared about somebody else's feelings. We have to learn to be those kind of people, to learn to have a sensitivity for somebody else, to feel for another person. That's what made Moshe Rabbeinu who he was. And that's what makes Halal Yisrael what it is. I want to finish with one unbelievable story. There's a Yid in Lakewood, his name was Mayor Fishing. He lives in the Ridge area, he has a very nice house. And once a month he hosts a Malava Malka for chronically ill children. Children who are handicapped, chronically ill. Those kind of situations. And every once in a while, he'll ask one of these children if they want to speak at the end of the Malava Malka. These children are intelligent, they're just very sick. They're handicapped, whatever it might be. So one bocher, maybe he's 13, 14 years old, says he wants to tell a story <clears throat> boy's name was Sholem Friedlander and he tells over that when he was diagnosed with whatever his machla is so there's an organization called Make-A-Wish Foundation now the Make-A-Wish Foundation wants to give children who are chronically ill the chance to live their dreams so they tell you, what's your wish? And they try to fulfill the wish. Most kids want to go to Disney World or something like that. So he got, he got the questionnaire, what would you like to do? So he said, I would like to meet with President Trump. Now they try very hard to make every wish come true. But at the time, the White House answered, they said, right now, it's not Shaykh. So people asked him, Sholem, why do you want to meet President Trump? He said, because I want to ask him to pardon Sholem Rubashkin. Sholem Rubashkin, you may remember, was sentenced to 27 years in jail, of which he served seven. And this Bocher, he wanted his wish to be to go to President Trump to ask him to pardon Sholem Rubashkin. Now when people heard that this was why he wanted to see President Trump, so many him got involved. And they tried all sorts of things, and they found out that Sholem Rubashkin and President Trump have one acquaintance they both share a lawyer by the name of Alan Dershowitz. Now, Alan Dershowitz is a lawyer for President Trump, but Alan Dershowitz felt that Rubashkin's sentencing was so unfair, so he defended Rubashkin pro bono, without charging him. So they decided the person who can make the shidduch is Dershowitz. He can get the the president to see this boy. So anyway, the mother writes a letter to Alan Dershowitz. Describes, my son is chronically ill, make a wish foundation, granted him a wish. He wanted to see the president, to ask him to pardon Rubashkin, and the president couldn't see him. So Dershowitz sends back to the mother, have the boy write me the letter. Have your son write me a letter, I'll make sure the president sees it. So the Bucher writes a letter. And Alan Dershowitz had a meeting with the President a few days later, he takes it to the Oval Office, and he puts it in front, he says, Mr. President, please, I beg you, please read this letter. Trump read the letter, and he cried. And the next day, Zois Hanukkah, he pardoned Sholem Rubashkin. The first place Rubashkin went when he was freed was to Borough Park, to Sholem Friedlander's house to say thank you. So this is a story he told over. So there was a Rav there. He went over to Sholem Friedlander. He said, Sholem, you were a kid, 13 years old at the time, 12 years old at the time. Make-a-Wish Foundation, you can go there, it's Yisrael. You can go here, you can go there. Vos Epis, the only thing you wanted was to pardon Sholem Rubashkin. So listen to what this boy said. He said, I'm confined to a wheelchair. I can't do anything for anyone else. Everyone has to do everything for me. Make-A-Wish Foundation gave me a chance for once in my life to do something for somebody else. And I wanted to give that to Sholem Rubashkin. A chronically ill child. I don't know how many years he has to live. And he's given a chance of a lifetime to ask for anything he wants. And he wants to use the opportunity to help another Yid. Because that's my opportunity. I know what it means to be imprisoned in a wheelchair. And I know what it means for him to be imprisoned. And this is my chance to help another Yid. Rabbi, say, how often do we have the opportunity to help other people? And how often do we help other people? Let's start thinking about other people and realize that we're not the only ones in the world. There are other people. And when we start to worry about each other and worry about the Yid next to me and his tsaurus and his Pekel and we carry each other's burdens together, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will Yerzeh Shem Roshiach Im Hei Yamein.